Knowing what to post on social media for your business, when to post, how often, it can all be so overwhelming. And then the social networks constantly change things up on us, right? Want that problem to go away? Join thousands of entrepreneurs who get my daily social media marketing tips direct to their inbox for free. Each day, you'll get stories, tips, ideas, and inspiration so you can do better social media marketing, all designed to drive revenue and profits in your business without it taking up all your valuable time. And of course, if they ever aren't valuable anymore, you can easily unsubscribe at the bottom of any email. Sign up now while you're thinking about it at dailysocialmediatips.com. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. On today's show, we're sharing six ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader, okay? So welcome to episode number seven of The Six Ways. Every week, we bring on a smart, innovative guest that is thriving in their field of expertise to share their best tips with the rest of us, because I truly believe we can all achieve our entrepreneurial goals, because we all do better when we all do better. So my name is Jerry Potter, founder of 5-Minute Social Media and the Social Media Leads Lab. Judy Fox is my guest. She's been recognized by LinkedIn as a top social media voice, uh, also the founder of the LinkedIn Business Accelerator. Welcome to the show, Judy. Excited to be here. Excited to blow everyone's minds with these uh, six ways because they're going to be different than what you expect. And I guarantee you, I don't see people talking about it the way that I'm about to share. Excited. And that is, I think, a key trait of thought leaders is they're saying something different than what people expect, which we'll get into in just a second. Yes. But I saw a really cool talk recently from a, a woman named Akila Tompkins Robinson, uh, and she was talking about the difference between like an authority or an expert and a thought leader. And so I wanted to mm -hmm. ask you, do you feel like there's uh those like there's a difference between somebody who is a thought leader versus somebody who's just an expert or an authority in their field? I think that might come down to whether you're trying to be more of a persuasive leader or more of an inspirational leader and kind of like what you're actually trying to get people to kind of say yes to. Many of the times when I think about an expert, they want people to buy into the ideas and the projects and the investment. I mean, I'm just kind of thinking through the niche expert leaders we can have in this world and the projects they can be working on and the things they're trying to solve. Whereas maybe when I think of a thought leader, I'm trying to kind of think through they might be more of an overall team person that they're trying to actually make um, and empower the people who are the experts doing the work to actually put the right teams and the right people in the right places. Okay. I don't know. What are your So thoughts? when you say persuasive, you're thinking almost like trying to sell something and inspirational, more of trying to just inspire people to take action. Is that? Correct. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I always kind of thought of them as the same thing. Like, oh, you're an expert, you're an authority, you're a thought leader. They're all kind of interchangeable. And so when I saw this talk, it was really interesting because the way that she talked about it was, you know, she said, look, authorities and experts are, are great, right? Like we follow them and they teach and, you know, they're, they, they lead conversations and, and things like that. But to be an expert, you generally have to know more than whoever you're the expert to, right? Like they always say, if a topic has an A to Z of information, if you know A to B, you can teach somebody who only knows A, right? Like I'm an expert mm -hmm. in this. And so um, 
when she kind of defined um, that, she said, look, so if you're an authority, there's all these great things about that, but you're usually teaching somebody else's ideas and curriculum. But if you're a thought leader, then you get quoted and people look to you first about news and things like that. And the biggest thing was that they, you know, she said a thought leader teaches the, the, the teachers, teaches the authorities, like they're kind of become the original source, which I thought was a really powerful way to look at it. Well, one of my um, strategies for being a thought leader on LinkedIn is related to Tipping Point from Malcolm Gladwell. And in chapter two of that book, he defines what tips, ideas, and projects and things to take off. And a lot of it has to do with the triangle of leadership that I like to call it is the connectors, not necessarily always connecting people, but the connectors of ideas, like just picture a triangle here. Mm -hmm. Um, there's the connectors, there's the mavens who are gathering the people and the knowledge, not necessarily connecting them, but doing more of the roundups, if that makes sense. They're saying the top five products I would buy or the top five people you need to know today. They're more of a public connector versus the connectors are more of a mm. private uh, world. And then the final tipping point in the triangle is what we call the persuaders, the people who are just so passionate to know and deep dive into those subjects that they end up being the expert that we just have to go to, like the one top person we think of when we think of that expertise. It's a little different than the world of influencers and how we think of influence, because when I think of a persuader, I'm actually thinking of the top person I would connect you to if you wanted to know about a particular subject. Yeah. If okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. That's an interesting breakdown. And I love the word maven too. That's a great word. Yeah. Um, that one is a really cool word, and it's really cool to think about those. And that's going to be one of my tips for how to network on LinkedIn to be a thought leader. Okay. So let's let's go ahead and jump in. So we're going to share six ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. Judy brought three, and then I brought three. And then also uh, our question of the week from Charlotte is, should I be promoting my business with my LinkedIn personal profile or with a company page? And so we'll do that in just a second. Make sure to hang out to hear uh, Judy's feedback on that as well. So what we do here on the show, Judy, question. is we play rock, paper, scissors to decide who goes first. Okay. And the key to know oh, that, that you're not cheating as I learned the hard way is you got to hold your hand up in front of the camera. So, we, so I will, I yeah, will, like I yeah, did. you did it right. I will make sure to try and do it. Fake. So we'll do one. Wait, so we're really doing rock, paper, scissors. Oh, one, we'll it? do one, okay, two, cool. three, and then shoot whatever you're going to do. Okay. okay got All it. right, here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. Paper, oh, you paper, paper beats rock. rock. Okay. I, with the with the internet lag sometimes too. It's like I don't know how accurate this is, but there's not a oh, it's all there's good. not a real big advantage necessarily to going first. So okay, I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm I'm all good. <laughs> Whew, okay, so um, six ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. Um, uh, so I'll go first. Uh, way number one, be okay with being wrong. So a lot of times when I see people say, "Oh, I want to be a thought leader and I want to stand out," and it's like, "Okay, cool. How do you feel about this?" And the opinion tends to be um, something that everybody's saying. And there's no way to be a thought leader if you're having the same thought as everybody else, right? You're, you can have a thought, but you're not a thought leader in that point. And so to give an example, like in the entrepreneurial space, um, now it's kind of like there was a time where everybody was kind of that 24-7 hustle culture. And then some people, um, including one of my uh, mentors, Stu McLaren, would, you know, started talking about, no, I'm not working all the time. I don't want to work all the time. Like lifestyle is important. Like, you know, 
family, these other things. And in the very beginning, that was thought, you know, that something a thought leader might say. Now we all, almost everybody's saying that, right? Nobody's like, oh man, I want to work on Christmas Eve so I can make as much money as possible by the end of the year, right? And, um, you know, that sort of thing has, has gone away. Although Santa's working pretty hard on that. Day. Yes, but, you know, <laughs> not the rest of the time, right? So you've got to go against what everyone else is saying. And it's an interesting thing, I think, to challenge ourselves. If you see everybody taking the same stance on a topic, just think if you had to argue it, like if you were in a debate club or somebody was like, look, you have to argue this side. If you don't agree with it, what would you say? Because sometimes you might talk yourself into, you know, into that side. And so in my world of social media, when Meta first came out with Meta Verified earlier this year for Facebook and Instagram for 12 bucks a month, you can get a check mark and you get access to support and all that. Everybody was like, I'm not paying for Facebook. And, you know, they're very angry about it. And I put out a video about how here's why you should pay for Facebook or, or Instagram Verified and, you know, different topic for a different day. But it did really well. And I think it was anytime you can say something that not everybody else is saying it's going to make a massive difference. So when you're creating your posts on LinkedIn, don't just say, oh, I'm going to talk about this and I agree with everybody. You will not be a thought leader. You will not stand out. So try and think about if I had to argue the other side, what would I say? And you might find yourself with a pretty compelling post um, when you do that. So, all right, ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. Number two, Judy, what do you got? I was going to, can I add to what you just yeah, said? Of because I just wanted to add the way that I hear what you just said is be willing to ask the curious questions. Okay. And not always have the right answers versus the wrong answers, but also just be willing to be curious about the topic. In, in, so when you say that, are you, are, in the internal kind of way? like how you were curious, you yourself were being curious about the topic of whether you should be signing on and buying Facebook. So you had you ended up with a different opinion because of your curiosity. So the it, to me, what I heard is stay curious. I like to it. Okay. be a thought leader. I say that to my kids to, a lot. <laughs> to end up with the strong opinion that makes you that thought leader. Yeah. So don't just like have a strong opinion just to have one. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, unless you want to fight with everyone. Those make people really <laughs> uncomfortable sometimes. And a, a lot of coaching mm. sessions, I'm kind of like, look, there, there's ways we talk about where you can kind of say, hey, in my business, one of us thinks this and one of us thinks this. What do you think? And you can kind of take a stance in that way without doing it. But if you want to be a thought leader, you really have to own it. And I think the important part is you have to be ready to be wrong. And that's okay. Most people who are making predictions yeah. or taking strong stances are wrong sometimes, and that's okay. And you just have to kind of normalize that and know that it'll, you know, tomorrow's another day, right? So, yes. All right. What do you have? So, what I have is strategic commenting to become a thought leader on LinkedIn. And here's why I share this the way that I do. And I'm going to share it how I worked with uh, the venture capital clients that I've. I'm specifically thinking of them, anyone in the C-suite, if you want to look like you want to have a seat at the table, pick 10 or 20 of your peers or your leadership connectors, people you would wish you could be on a panel conversation with on stage at an event. That's kind of the visual. And you don't want to jump around to 10 to 20 different people. You really want to handpick your 10 or 20 people. They have to be active on LinkedIn. But the power of you strategically commenting is that you start to look like you are part of those thought leadership conversations. You're somebody to be asked to mm. present your opinion or be interviewed 
when somebody comes up with, oh, I need to talk to somebody in this field, if you've been spending time with your peers, they're going to think of you as one of the people they can reach out to to get quotes from. Many of the times we find in every industry, they want to actually get quotes from two or three people in the field that are experts, not just one person. So just because you're networking with your peers, it actually makes you look more of a thought leader. But you want to pick them in a smart way, people you actually enjoy spending time with and you wish you could be on stage with. I love that visual so. of, you know, imagine if there's a, a a panel on a stage at a conference and it's like those people are up there because they are they are available to us on LinkedIn. Um, yes. But in- and you're not making them look like they're the expert, you actually want to show up in a way that's smart, that says, you know, honor what they just said, just like you would do on a stage. If they were on a panel next to you, I am grateful to be on the panels that I've been able to be on. And when you get that mic, that's that mic being passed down the stage. You get a chance to say, you know, I really like what Jerry just said. I want to add to it. That's exactly what that is. And a key part that you mentioned, too, just so we don't gloss over that part, is uh, they have to be active on LinkedIn. If you choose somebody who's, you know, signs in once a <laughs> month, it just doesn't work, right? Yes. And my favorite thing is really to find what I call the reciprocal 10 or 20 peers, people who would be willing to come show back up for you, have you on their podcast, have you on their channels. Kind of like how me and Jerry have been networking now for a while together. It's actually been a while. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put him on my, in this show, on my LinkedIn profile. Kind of like that, where that reciprocal energy is truly made and connected over time. You don't have to. That's why I say pick 10 or 20 people you'd be willing to hope to be on a stage with in a year from now, two years from now. That's a great, I love the visual of on stage. That's so good. Okay. Um, ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. Number three is uh, to comment on the things that people are already talking about. And this is just a, a way to, you know, when I worked as a radio personality or as a radio, uh, they say presenter here in uh, in Australia, where I am right now, you know, we always look to talk about the things that people were already talking about because you're joining a conversation that's already happening. And Nobody's looking for opinions on things that are not necessarily already being talked about. And so LinkedIn recently um, started rolling out this feature where they'll show you some of the topics that people are talking on. They'll make suggestions, which is really great. And in some cases, it may not even be related to your industry. So for example, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Apple announced their, I don't know, $4,000 VR headset or whatever it was. It was crazy. I couldn't yeah. believe the price. I wasn't surprised because it, was it was Apple. but. Um, they, you know, they announced this super expensive thing. And when you think of VR headset, you don't necessarily think of social media, even though they're trying to, you know, say, hey, you can watch reels in VR now. Um, but I can take that and I can comment on that and tie it back to social media marketing or any number of things. And so always try and comment on the things that are happening. You can tie it back to whatever your industry is. I think that makes a big difference in helping you stand out as a thought leader just because you're commenting on something, one that might be unexpected like we talked about before, but also then something that people are already talking about. I keep wanting to add. Add, add, go ahead. That's why I paused that time. I, 
I call that instead of just T-boning the highway, you're just getting on the on-ramp to the conversations you want to have. I always need a visual for everything I do. So That's a violent one. Everything you just said, I love. I completely agree with. Yeah. You want to join the conversations already happening. So merge on the highway of success. And the thing I like about <laughs> doing it on a topic that people in your industry are not talking about is that's where you get to be one of the first or you really get to stand out as a thought leader. Because again, you're not just... Like if we take the Apple headset, you're not everybody going, oh, this Apple headset's crazy expensive. You know, that's what everybody said. Right. So, um, yes. And my favorite uh, joke or visual that I saw somebody do was they put they connected two apples, physical apples together. And they were like, I have an Apple set. Now. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. I have to find out the original source of that. But that is hilarious. And I think that'd be a great post. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. Number four. What do you got, Judy? Oh, this one's going to be fun. This one is telling people to only post one to two posts per week on LinkedIn. Okay. Stop posting every single day if you want to become a thought leader. And here's why. If you are C-suite level, somebody who is at the expertise level, thought leadership level of your world and your industry, and you are posting every single day, we assume you're either not, you're just not busy enough, yeah. or you have all the time in the world to just be sitting on LinkedIn and posting, or we just know it's your team. We know it's not you and you are not involved. And we actually can tune that content out and then the last reason why there's, I'm basically giving three reasons why. One is you look like you're not busy. Two is you, um, we think it's just your team and it's not you and it's not your leadership thoughts. Mm. And then the third one is you're asking the people in the audience to comment and engage every single day, which actually can hurt them. If your content is not at the highest top tier level, they can't like and comment and share your posts every day. It's it's asking too much of your audience and you can just burn them out. So. Those are great points. And and you're absolutely right. If First of all, if you're going to try and post seven days a week, your posts are not going to be as good. And especially in this thought leader category where you're really trying to say something and stand out. And, you know, a really great post on LinkedIn, and you can tell me if you agree, is something where the conversation happens over several days, Right. Yes. And if you're posting every single day, you're asking your audience, you're pulling on your audience to give to you because you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm giving this content to you every day. But LinkedIn's not operating like Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, where the world of what we look like, both commenting and both posting is very visible. Both of those categories make you really, really visible on LinkedIn, whether you comment or you post. So if you're posting and posting every single day, it's just too much for people to keep up. And that's when people tell me, I'm trying to become a thought leader. I want to make a distinction because there are accounts that are posting every single day and they've already tipped over to being seen as a thought leader. I'm talking about if you want to tip over to that, don't post every day to get there. Yeah, I love that. And now I'm going to change my last one because you said that one. I, Ooh. I had a few different ideas. <laughs> Wait, what was yours? <laughs> I had a few different ideas. But um, so ways to become a thought leader using LinkedIn, uh, number five, is something that I call relevancy qualifying. 
And that's a made up term. And if you Google it, I don't have any SEO for it. So I don't know if anything will come up, but, but I'll, I'll explain it to you. And so what you just talked about, Judy, where you said, you know, if you look like you're just posting content all the time and it's like, okay, well, doesn't this person like speak or teach or lead an organization? Are they doing something else? You know, how do they have all this time to be coming up with these, this content all the time, along with the other reasons that you gave. And so one of the things that I think is kind of ties into that perception of looking busy is when you do share, you want to make it appear relevant. Now, sometimes things are relevant, right? It's breaking news. There's an industry shift, whatever it might be, but other times there aren't. And so we can do these little things in our content by making almost anything seem relevant. And I first saw this when I was analyzing the stuff that worked really well um, on TikTok, randomly enough, was you know a couple of years ago, it was like stuff that it was like, it's happening right now. Oh, look what's about to happen. Oh, look what I'm about to do with my wife. Or look, I'm out in public asking people these questions. What's going to happen? And I think we can do that with all of our content. And so whatever inspired you to make that post on that day, or even if you wrote it a month ahead of time, add that in. And so it can just be, I was just talking to my clients about this, or I was thinking about this on my morning hike or anything like that. But it, that little, just few words or a phrase can make it seem more relevant as opposed to, here's what I've decided to speak about today as a thought leader, you know? And I think it's subtle, yes. but I think it can make a big, big difference. Yes, I agree. Um, what I use that in my brain is I call it the intrigue line to get people to go to the rest of the post okay. because that to me, the whole goal is if you really want to get people to read your thought leadership knowledge and expertise or even watch the whole video, at the very beginning, you have to let us know what we're about to consume, what is about to happen, or the why of why are we sharing the six ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader or all of that has to build up at the very beginning so that everyone hopefully right now listening is like, oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting all that they said they were going to share with me. That's the point. You have to. And then that intrigue line lets us know, yeah, that's that's interesting. I want to stick around. And I think you even did that. I loved how you read one of the questions that somebody put in the chat. And I'm trying to remember her name, Caroline, maybe. And um you read a question. You said, here's, yeah. we're going to get to the answer of this question. To me, that's setting up future intrigue. Yeah. The hook. Good job, Jerry. The, the hook. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I call them hooks, but yeah, that is so, so important. And yeah. So just make it, make it seem, give a reason for why you're talking about it today, whatever day the post goes. Yeah. Up. So, all right. Uh, one more ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. Number six. What do you got, Judy? This was a fun one because it's accessible to everyone and it is, it's, you got to just trust me, engage in the LinkedIn news, engage with the LinkedIn leadership team members. What I mean is there are people heading up the LinkedIn podcast network, Mike Newsbaum. There is um, Daniel Roth, he is on the Today Show as the expert on LinkedIn, and he is, you know, the soundbite. I always think of him as the go-to news soundbite, and he always has really great updates for LinkedIn. When you are on LinkedIn and you engage, even if it's once a month, you just look like you're part of what is, I think, of the leadership C-suite of LinkedIn. It makes you look smart. They're having leadership conversations, not necessarily posting about LinkedIn, like how to use it or 
But they're talking about the bigger picture of where's business going? Where's the industry going? Where is um, what's happening out in the world? And I think it just makes you look like you're part of the network and part of the conversations that are happening. And the LinkedIn news, every single client I tell them to post and when I say post, I mean comment, engage in the LinkedIn news, they can get reshared by LinkedIn. And when LinkedIn reshares you, it alerts your entire audience. Okay. That is very powerful. So I've had that happen to me because I made a comment on uh, the CEO of LinkedIn. I made a comment on his post and LinkedIn reposted within the LinkedIn news. They reposted my comment. Wow. And that actually went out to my whole audience. And to clarify, this applies even if, I mean, because you are a LinkedIn expert, right? So obviously that sounds mm -hmm. like an obvious thing for you, but you're saying because they're talking about shifts in, in the marketplace and, and in the world and business, this can apply to just about any industry to engage with these people in yes, the LinkedIn news. Because they're interviewing CEOs at different companies, having career path conversations. Those are those are kind of uh, just leadership. It's like commenting on leader leadership books or leadership mm. podcasts. That's basically what I feel like you're commenting on. You're not necessarily having an industry conversation, but maybe a bigger picture one. The comment that I made that got reposted was talking about how um, as you kind of climb the corporate ladder, there's going to be times where you have to do a lateral move or even a move that is down. And that is something that anyone could comment on if they've had any amount of time in their industry career. It, the relevance that it matters is that when LinkedIn reposts your comment, you get an announcement to your whole audience that LinkedIn found your comment valuable. Yeah. And that that can change your entire account, how people perceive your account. I've had some clients tell, tell me after that one reshare by LinkedIn that they got a whole influx of requests, podcasts. Um, because it makes you, it's literally LinkedIn's looking like they're giving you a stamp of recognition of being a thought yeah, leader. Yeah, totally. And so I want to get to our question of the week, but so how, how do we find those, like, where do we find this on LinkedIn if we were going to do that? So if you're on your desktop and you just land on the home screen of your newsfeed and you're like about to scroll down, it's actually on the right hand side and it has what's called just the LinkedIn news and it has a lot of topics that are relevant right now. I, I'm like, is Jerry looking? <laughs> Don't click away from this live stream, but right after. It's right on the right side. That's easy to remember, right? Okay. It's on the right side. If you're on your cell phone and you want to go to the LinkedIn news, you click in the search bar and scroll down and it's right there. Okay. It's a little bit harder to find on your cell phone, but I just engage with it. When I say engage, you have to start by commenting. That's the only way LinkedIn can know that you exist is by commenting within the LinkedIn news community. Yeah. All right. Um, our question of the week is from Charlotte. She said, should I be promoting my business with my LinkedIn personal profile or with a company page? So Judy, what do you say to Charlotte on that question? Oh, Charlotte. I think I called her Carolina. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Thank you for your question. The easiest answer is start with your LinkedIn profile and share the content, repost it over to the company page. So right after this live stream, I'm actually going to repost this live stream over to my company page because you and the leadership team, you are the experts. Your knowledge can be more easily shared that direction over to the company page. 
we don't really care to be blunt. We don't really care about company pages content being shared on personal profiles. We tune that out. It's the other direction that actually can get you more traction. So if I was going to launch a brand new company page from scratch, I would start with the leadership team, have all of them post and repost their content to the company page. Okay. I love that. And that's similar to what I usually say to a question like this. LinkedIn company pages are tough. I mean, unless you're using them to run ads, they're they're challenging. The LinkedIn profile is one of the best free tools out there for marketing, but the company page is tough unless you have a really charismatic, you know, CEO or executive, or it's you and it's your personal brand or something like that. Or you have a Fox. Or you have, or you're, yeah. <laughs> but even then you're better off using a personal profile. Like if it's just you, if you're the, the face of the company or, or, you know, it's your personal brand. But yeah, I, I love what Judy said about then sharing it that way um, gives yourself some presence on the company page. Do you think on that note, Judy, that any business should even have a company page? Do you feel like that's important? Yes, because if you don't have a company page, you miss out on looking like your profile is complete. Without that company page, it just gives you a gray box for your company, and that doesn't look good. So I would tell people, if you don't want to post, that's fine. Don't post on your company page, but at least build out the shell so you can, you can use it as a funnel the top of your sales funnel to just move people into your website, your uh, sales demo, however you start your sales journey, make sure that company page is very clear how to start that sales journey without any content being over there. And I, I, I feel like I'm being called out because I created a company page just because I wanted my logo to show up on my, com on my personal profile. Yes. So it wasn't that great. And box. I think everyone should do it. I, I have a client right now that is a thousand percent. We're just going to create a shell of that page to move the traffic to their current brand and their current company because it's a past one. But the past one having an, a gray box makes them look just to our brains. They look like they're incomplete. Yeah. Like you never finished so we your website. We at least have to complete that. Yeah. yeah I know. Just. Make it a shell, make it just the highest level of information and just move the traffic. Don't make any posts over there. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for the question, Charlotte. So let's recap six ways to use LinkedIn to become a thought leader. The three I gave, one, be okay with being wrong because you have to say things that not everybody else is saying. And so explore that as, as Judy added, be curious about, well, if I had to argue this other side, what would I say? And you might actually find that you agree with yourself um, in that. Um, number <laughs> like number that. two, comment on things that people are already talking about. It's so much easier to join the conversation that's already happening because people are already looking to that. And in the future, as a thought leader, if you want people to look for your take on topics, if you're already talking about the things that people are talking about, that sets you up perfectly. And then um, and then the last one, uh, which I don't have, oh, I don't have it written down because remember I, I called an audible, I changed it. Um, the last one was that what I called relevancy qualifying is just Give a reason for your the post. Why are you thinking about it? And why are you sharing it now? As opposed to here's stuff I planned out for the next 12 months. Even if you did plan it out for the next 12 months, give a reason that it came up in that moment. And then Judy, what were your three? Strategic commenting. So just staying well connected to your 10 or 20 hand-selected peers to look like you belong on the panel of expertise with them. So when they start getting opportunities, those opportunities can also roll out to you too. 
The second one was only post one to two posts per week to build up to the thought leadership level of posting every day if you really want to go there. But start with one to two posts per week. And the third one is engage in the LinkedIn news and network with the LinkedIn C-suite or leadership teams. That is just so smart. It, you can plug into a lot of leadership conversations and how they're networking with their peers of business and just leadership topics. I love it. Okay. Which one was your favorite? For those of you that are here for our live podcast recording, um, let us know in the comments right now for a chance to win. Of the Ooh, six. Can I also just say, which one were you surprised to hear? Sure. Yeah. Because sometimes they're like, people tell me, they're like, wait, I didn't know about that one. Or, oh, I didn't know I should only be posting one or two posts per week. Well, that's my favorite is because people always feel overwhelmed. Like, well, I can't, I, I look at these other thought leaders and they're posting all the time and, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, you don't have to do Can that. I just tell you, I've had a client that I, I told them, I was like, one or two posts a week, please trust me. And they, because they dialed back from every single day and they went to one or two posts a week, they then hit a million views. They were barely scratching a couple thousand views per post and then they tipped over to hitting a million views in one month. That's awesome. So the idea that you have to post a ton, it's actually hurting you. So. That's awesome. Okay. There you go. Um, so some really awesome tips were shared today. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So take a second right now, think about who you know that would benefit from hearing this conversation. Make sure to send it to them or tag them or whatever is easiest and we can all help each other out. And uh, Judy, where can we send people that want to learn more about you? Follow me here on LinkedIn, number one. And I would appreciate ringing the bell and following the hashtag Fox Rocks. Like that's the best thing that you can ever do that gives me all the hearts because um, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time here on LinkedIn, whether it be in the comments, because that's where I believe you can spend a lot of quality time. So Agreed. I, I want to see your content. And if you follow and engage, I will follow you back. Love it. Okay. So, um, all right. Next week on the show, six ways breaking the social media rules will make you more successful. Uh, my friend Chelsea Pites it kind of, you know, stops listening to what everybody's saying and does things in her own way. And so I think it's going to be a really, it's an odd topic, but it's a good one. Six ways breaking the social media rules will make you more successful. That'll be on next week's show. If you want any links we talk about or to connect with Judy Fox, you can check the show notes at the sixways.com slash the number seven, because this is episode seven. And Judy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, thank you. The Six Ways is recorded every Friday before a live online audience. To join us for the live backstage pre-party and the after-show Q&A, find all of the upcoming shows at thesixways.com. And remember to take action on something you heard today and let us know how it goes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to sign up at dailysocialmediatips.com to get the same powerful tips and strategies that thousands of other entrepreneurs enjoy receiving direct to their inbox each day for free. Just the first couple emails you get have completely transformed the way some business owners look at their social media marketing. Want to see how? Sign up now at dailysocialmediatips.com and we'll see you in the next episode.